0: Broadcasting under the night sky from the edge of an undisclosed jungle on the Gulf of Mexico, I'm Christopher Garitano, your voice in the night. For the next hour, allow me to be your guide into the bizarre unknown, the fantastic macabre, and together we'll journey to that borderland between fiction and reality, a place beyond all rational explanation. We are now off to the witch.
1: What's it like to feel certain that you're sick, really, truly sick, and have doctors tell you it's all in your mind? When I first was looking at my sores, I could see, like, projections coming out of them. Morgellons, a mysterious infection that, according to some researchers, affects tens of thousands of Americans. Its symptoms are strange and otherworldly. Enormous skin lesions with multicolored fibers of red and blue and green growing out of them.
0: That was from an NBC special news report in 2018. Its topic was the mysterious effects and history of an enigmatic affliction called Morgellons. In many cases, throughout the years, there were unfortunate victims that were often told by medical professionals that they were experiencing a form of psychosis and that the bizarre sickness wasn't real. Strange moving fibers underneath the skin, sores, pain and confusion were all reminiscent of science fiction and horror movies. Tonight's guest is a survivor of not only Morgellons itself, but of ridicule and doubt that she experienced from both her peers and doctors, leading to a living hell of isolation pain and paranoia. What's equally as terrifying is the origin of Morgellons, and that it's now known in its provenance to be a nefarious bioweapon that could affect us all. You certainly don't want to miss this, and we'll hear the full story after this commercial break.
2: After these messages will be right back.
0: You are listening to the Off to the Witch podcast, where we explore that bizarre borderline between fiction and reality and all subjects arcane. Journey over to my YouTube channel and subscribe now at youtube.com slash at Off to the Witch for a variety of extras and special features, including the Off to the Witch mini-docs, with further insights on many of the latest episodes, as well as previews and behind-the-scenes of my forthcoming investigative series, Off to the Witch Presents, as well as the anniversary edition of my motion picture documentary, Montauk Chronicles. And follow us on social media all links are available at linktree.com slash 7 G-A-R-E-T-A-N-O-7. And stay tuned for more Off to the Witch.
2: Pushed on by the solar winds. They adapt and they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep. 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 From deep space. Sleep. Sleep. The seed is planted. Sleep. Sleep. Terror grows. Matthew! Matthew! Sleep. The others? Elizabeth, wake up! Get you when you sleep! Sit up! Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's got no detail, no character. It's unformed.
1: All of a sudden, they're growing like
2: parasites. Is it contagious? People are being duplicated. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. I can't find anything in here that looks like a body. My side's nosebleed. It looked right at me. You're looking at it as if it was human. It was not human. Now, the classic fear begins to grow.
1: (laughs) We're being cornered.
2: In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. They're barricading the street. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Get down! Starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) Invasion of the Body Snatchers. From deep space, the seed is planted, terror grows.
0: Christopher Garitano, and tonight's guest, KB Visions, is surviving with the horrible effects of a bizarre sickness called Morgelins. Once considered to be a total mystery, it's now known as a bioweapon. KB is challenging the deceptive system who created Morgellons. And with a growing following on social media, she's not only spreading the word of its origin, but is offering solutions to combat its detrimental effects. So here's my interview with KB Visions.
1: Hi, I'm KB, and I grew up in Boston. You could say I'm a Boston girl with attitude. And for as long as I can remember, I never quite felt like I fit in. I was just different. I asked questions. I always saw things in a different way. And I remember one particular time, my uncle telling me that I've been asking questions since I've been knee-high. And for me, that's kind of an indication that... uh, I saw the world in a different way than most people. And most of my life, I've been extremely outspoken. And people have always said, you can't talk like that. and You can't say those things. And I don't really uh, understand why we can't just be ourselves here. And that always made me feel like I was a little different too. So that's probably where my journey started. And then it paused and then it picked back up again.
0: So you felt different as a kid. And one question I usually have, because of all of your Interest and awareness now is that a lot of these things were in fiction. So, when you were a little girl, were you exposed to um, any kind of fiction? It could have even been just pop science fiction, movies that were popular of the day that are now true. Was there anything like that when you were a kid?
1: Uh, I didn't. So, as, as, as a child, as a kid, I didn't like sci fi which now I reflect on feeling like there was a reason why I I, like a program didn't allow me to watch it because I would have learned more. I I would have known I would have had more awareness at a younger age had I uh, say watched sci-fi movies, but most of the movies and stuff like, so I guess I'm going to have to date myself a little bit would be like the bionic man and the bionic woman or things that had to do with outer space and stuff like that. They always kind of piqued my interest. Like how could they know? that now at that time period unless it already was something
0: sure you know and i've asked myself that question so many times and um it's just a running theme even on this show is that fine line between fiction and reality and that i really do believe either they knew which we have found out that in a lot of cases later on in the 20th century they did know and they were purposefully putting it in it in stuff and so like the bionic man and even the x-men
2: Mm-hmm. comics
0: uh you know these i, I it's been confirmed 100 percent. can you all right well i want to know first because again you 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 had some kind of aversion to it but when when you began to actually let it in how, how what age were you when you kind of changed that feeling
1: oh it would have been about 10 years ago
0: Oh wow. So it was recent.
1: Yeah. You mm-hmm. stayed
0: away from that stuff. Did you watch any horror films or anything like no. that? No. Okay. So you I, stayed away from all of it.
1: Yeah, my sister loved uh horror movies, loved them, obsessed with them. And I would literally like be in the bedroom and she would be in the living room watching them. And I would be like, you have to turn it down because if that that theme, that song got into my head, I had nightmares. It was like, whatever I was hearing from that TV got into my head.
0: All right so my other question is because a lot of these things I believe are connected when you were a little girl did you ever experience anything out of the ordinary did you see what we perceive as a ghost or did you, did something strange happen did you have any psychic premonitions anything like that
1: um so yes i've seen spirits ghosts m- my whole life um not always just at different times um i saw my great-grandfather once. uh i saw this um like a a, like a little girl once like in dated clothes like uh and she was just sitting on my bed i used to have outer body experiences i would go to sleep and then no no like i it was very scary until i stopped it but i would know that my spirit was going to leave my body and it was just or if it didn't leave, that I was literally stuck in my own head, like I would scream, and no one would hear me. I couldn't wiggle a toe uh so that was not the ordinary
0: and at that time what do, what do you think you were seeing? I mean, kids simply I think, especially some of us that are of previous generations, I guess were taught through story, film you know, old folklore that whenever you see something in the middle of the night and it's someone that shouldn't be there, it's a ghost. That's what we were talking It was simplified to that. But I think later on, you know, we consider other possibilities. They're more complex definitions of it. But when you were a little girl, what did you think you were seeing?
1: Oh, I knew what I was seeing. I was at my, my great grandma's house and uh, I went upstairs, but I was a little kid, so I didn't want to shut the door all the way because I was scared. You know, it's a big house. And Across the room, there wasn't anybody in there. But then, all of a sudden, a man got up and walked across the room and, like, went into the closet, like out of view. And then a few years later, my one of my cousins saw the exact same thing. So I wasn't sleeping when I saw it; I was wide awake.
0: Right, and two different people saw the same thing in the same location,
1: same house. Mm -hmm.
0: Did was there any information at all about um, someone dying in the house that may have been that person?
1: It was my my, my great-grandfather died. It oh, the-
0: was your great-grandfather.
1: Yeah, he was a very loving, very kind. I never met him, but all the stories about him, just a very loving, very kind man. And uh, yeah, I never uh, met him, but he did pass away in the house.
0: Did he look at you at all? Did, or, or did the apparition look at you? Did you ever make eye contact with it?
1: it? It was more like it wanted to look away. Like I said, it had the door open. It was more, uh, I guess... I guess the best way to describe it is what a gentleman would do is get up and walk away or shut the door. If they saw, it. you know what I mean? Like a little kid, you know what I mean? Like, uh, sure. Like that's more of how it just felt, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't be seeing this and walk away. I don't know if that's what it was, but
0: for you or for him. So is his perspective. It seemed like he was kind of hoping that you didn't see him.
1: It just felt like when I like a, it wasn't like he was sitting there. It was like, I looked and he was there and then he just walked across the room. Interesting. I don't know if he wanted me to see him or not see him or didn't want to see me. I don't know. I have no, I really don't know. I just know that it was was just a quick across the room.
0: And that's the mystery of it. And so you, okay, that's a pretty profound experience. I mean, there's there's people throughout history uh, in different times in their life that see those things and others will never see those things for some reason. Uh, But because you did, at such an early age, did you grow up with an awareness that there was much more to this world than just our physical existence and you know, us working and going to school and everything
1: else? So um, growing up in a big family, I didn't really, I was, I was the fifth living generation. It was four generations of Boston firefighters and military and just a whole bunch of badass people. So I didn't experience a lot of death. Uh, I mean, my my great grandmother, my my I would visit my grandfather, and his great grandmother would be there. So I didn't experience a lot of death, but I knew as a child that we didn't die. I knew that when we went a certain, when we got to a certain age, we just went someplace, and it was just kind of like this knowing that I had that there was more to here. And then, you know, of course, uh, people who are. Um, just going along with the flow and tell me, you know, that wasn't right and that's not really what happens and people die. But I always knew that wasn't true. And then now, like, you know, in my research in the rabbit hole, the more and more I discover, the more and more that my knowing, I didn't question it. I knew what I knew. Like, I just knew some stuff.
0: So there had to have been, I don't, you know, it, either gradual or some kind of really stark event that made you change or inspired you to keep diving in? Like, what was it that really got to you? There had to have been something, right? Or a series of events?
1: So I, I would say that I was, I, I'm i am a natural born artist, a creator. Uh, I'm talkative, inquisitive. You know, I kind of have a intrigue for life and uh, surrounded by love literally for a really long time in the first part. And then it was like this world, the society, what it's designed to do, the destruction of the family, and then causing trauma to children. And so things took a turn for a while. And, uh, and then I just, you know, kind of went off on my own little path and, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do or how I wanted to be. And I remember I had a conversation, so I didn't stay in alignment with what I had known at one time, so to say. I stayed in alignment with my creativity and stuff, but not my knowing. And then I think the trauma probably pushed me in another direction for a while because my my whole everything was off. And then um, I remember before I got sick, um, I was having a conversation with some some uh, friends of a friend on Facebook and they were telling me about the government and all the, what was going on. And I was like, that's not true. And I literally, it was, it was just weird. And then they're like, Oh, we have a lowest lane in the crowd. And I didn't get it at the time. I get it now. And then when I got sick and everyone was telling me that I was crazy and that I wasn't seeing or knowing what I was knowing is when something came right back. It literally like, uh, Oh, I just got goosebumps. Um, it uh, unplugged again. Whatever whatever was blocked, whatever whatever that trauma did or a certain phase in my life, it was like a patch over things and I couldn't receive any information. And then when stuff happened, it came off and, and it's been flowing, literally flowing in from source since.
0: So that seemed like a major paradigm shift. So you were, you were in denial of the possibilities of deception in terms of who we thought we trusted and who we were actually trained to trust since birth pretty much through culture and through movies, everything. And so then you have this major revelation and it's a complete and total uh, antithesis of the way uh, you were probably thinking before. And so it was like an immediate thing. You felt different. And then is that when you started allowing yourself to kind of reconsider uh, even looking at movies and things like that?
1: Um, I'm not, I'm that type of person. I'm that being when you tell me I don't know something or or uh, kind of discredit my thought processes or my knowledge. It kind of gives me ammunition, if that makes sense, to kind of go in a different direction. So um, when I don't think like as a kid, I really, you know, we were outside playing. We didn't care about what was going on in the world in that sense. You know, I didn't what well, didn't matter to me. We were gone. We were out, came home, Street lights. you know, that type of thing. Then, you know, a little bit older and you're out there testing the world and the boundaries and what you can and can't do. And then came back to, so to say, my my reawakening, I guess it would be because I was a reawareness, because I was aware at one time, but um, it the comment when someone said that uh, i you know when I, that, that i'm a lowest lane in the crowd or something i don't know what it did but it stuck in my brain for a long time and then when i became aware that i was sick because of a bioweapon it was like um i don't know it was like keys just unlocked so many things in me and from that point i it, i was just able to i don't know learn again or see things again
0: okay and i know you know it's very personal and very profound and and horrible thing that you had to go through huge ordeal getting sick but i want to start at the beginning of that because obviously you were sick before you had this paradigm shift can you take me if i have your permission from the the beginning of the time you started having symptoms to where it was finally revealed the the exact thing that you had and then you started to realize other people had this, and then perhaps the details of that, and we'll, we can talk through it however we will organically, but what, when did it all start? When did you really first started, start getting sick?
1: I started in 2010. I started uh, swelling. Different parts of my body would start swelling. Uh, it started in my feet, and then my feet and my lower legs would swell. And then I would get massive hives on my inner thighs and on my legs. I mean, from my knee to, uh, you know, up in inner groin area. Um, and they were raised and they were super hot across my abdomen. That happened for a while. After that, it started going to my hands. And then my hands would swell. I would literally look like Popeye. And then they were super itchy. The itch would go away, but the, the swelling would stay at least another 24 hours in my, in my hands and my forearms. From there, it progressed up and it started going into my throat uh, and my tongue. And I didn't know what was happening, but I was going into anaphylactic shock. And I went to the hospital and I'm like, yeah, it happened a couple of times. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, they're like, you can't. This is, and then they explained to me what it was and they prescribed me an EpiPen. So from there, 2011, I probably spent half of the year in and out of hospitals um, in like the observation room because I kept having these reactions. From there, they did tests, and they told me I was allergic to myself. I, um, so I don't know how this medical industry even still functions. Um, then 2000, so I had symptoms off and off. I had a lot of pins and needles in my extremities. Um, started just noticing just random things but wasn't connecting anything shortness of breath was huge um I, I couldn't breathe like really to be honest with you i had i went and had tests done i had lung tests done and they couldn't find anything and um in 2012 i had some trauma and uh, uh one of my ex's 26-year-old 20, sister uh, died in my arms and she had a heart attack and died and it was really traumatic. So I believe at that time I was already set up, my system was already set up and it just needed a lower vibration, needed to be in a different spot for it to kind of take over, so to say. And then shortly after that, uh, I was in Brazil at the time, I came home and then that was it. I went from working out six days a week to barely being able to walk 10 feet to ultimately pretty much being bedridden for uh, three months or so.
0: And at, and at that time, so it was, you were in a really dark place and it was getting darker. What were you going through in terms of like medical diagnosis? They they Were people telling you what? What were they telling you you had? They were
1: telling me I was depressed. They were telling me that it wasn't that it was in my head they were telling me that my my hair moving on my head which did or my hair changing wasn't that I was imagining it Um, I went to a neurologist and I told him I could hear in the back of my head like a like a liquid like a fluid I don't know what it is and he was so insulting he actually put his ear to the back of my head and said I don't hear anything the whole medical industry have they basically have in my in my medical files i have put together i've i've got my medical records over the years because i was treated so poorly and just a side note the reason that i am so vocal and so outspoken is because i'm a super strong person and for me to be manipulated or harassed by this medical industry it broke my heart to know that someone of of who didn't have my strength how much they would be abused in this system and told that they were crazy when they weren't crazy. So this right. is right and wild. you
0: and just not to step too far ahead but you later found out that's exactly what was happening. There were other people, a lot of other people going through exactly what you were going through and the doctors were reacting the same. I do want to get into what the speculation is as to why in unison all these doctors wouldn't consider this as a problem because here's the thing. You, it was all manifesting physically to you. So, how could a medical doctor sit there and tell you it's in your head? You know, they would have to do an an intense study with a psychiatrist and really determine what that is. As both scientists and, and medical professionals, they couldn't just simply spout that off. So, there had to be something else to it. They, so, if you they can make me, go. They, they had me go. Make you go, they
1: had me go to a psychiatrist and they had me go to a therapist, and the psychiatrist and the therapist have contradicting reports um the therapist says pretty much that i'm just going through some shit and i was fine you know what i mean the psychiatrist on the other hand pushed adderall on me pushed sleeping pills on me i mean pushed the shit like like i had boxes. i never took i filled the prescriptions i never took them because i was so mad that they were doing this that i just wanted to go along with what they were doing to see how far they would actually go and it was outrageous um
0: what was the explanation for the, the physical manifestations, all the, uh, the symptoms and, and the physical clear physical problems you were having? What was their explanation for that?
1: They said uh, the swelling, that I was allergic to myself. I had an autoimmune where I became allergic to myself. That doesn't even make any sense. They said that um, I went to, because a, a lot of what goes on takes place in the gut. So there's a lot of uh, gastro problems. And um, I saw two different specialists in two Boston hospitals, and they never were conclusive on anything, ever conclusive on anything. Um, Neurologists didn't come back with anything. Um, No no doctor had anything of value to say or to offer other than, you know, I'm probably just making it up, even when I brought in samples of stuff. So they never gave me a conclusive thing. I don't know. I, I can't to this day grasp it.
0: So I now that we've it. described some of the symptoms, and I want to get into the more elaborate ones by name. This has a name. This it
1: disease. Does. It does. And, and, well, it's a bioweapon. It okay. A so I want
0: to, yeah, I want to talk about its origins, its name, and when you discovered that information.
1: Um. So, um, I started having really. Weird symptoms. Like, I mean, like sci fi type shit going on, and I couldn't figure it out. And I'm super intelligent and I'm great at like puzzle solving and, and deducting and figure shit out. And uh, I was coughing up these like threads. They were like uh, moving fibers. And I had these threads, these little fibers that were growing out of my feet and my hands and my eyes. These are the areas, and I didn't know what it was. So then I'm an esthetician by trade. So I understand skincare and I had on my abdomen, these weird spiky, um, like pimples. So I decided to try to see what was in it. So I lanced one one day and there was like this little wire thing. I have a video of it. I posted some a while ago, a long time ago, and I tried to get it out and I couldn't get it out. So uh, I guess you could call me kind of a MacGyver. So I wanted to see if anything happened. So I took a piece of clear tape. I put it over my abdomen. And sure enough, there was probably a seven inch black fiber that came out. So I started researching. And then I heard about this crazy thing called Morgellons. Morgellons, however, it's M-O-R-G-E-L-L-O-N-S. And um, I started looking into it. And there was these people talking not a lot, I had to go like on YouTube and really search and, and there was some people talking about something similar and I was like, well, wait, this is it. And I started telling my doctor, do you see these black fibers? And they would insult me and say, it was just a little black speck, but it wasn't, it wasn't. Um, I remember one of the hospital visits, I told the doctor, the doctor told me I wasn't feeling what I was feeling in my abdomen. And I was like, I, I am absolutely feeling something. She's like, you wouldn't feel anything and they, uh, I told her I felt like I was gonna pass out. They called security and threw me out of the hospital.
0: That's unbelievable, and with, and with all of the evidence you had, with the clear problem that they could just look at with their own eyes, they threw you out of the hospital. Why, what was their explanation?
1: Uh, the CDC said at the time that uh, Morgellons is a, para, it's a um, parasitic psychosis, that it's in the head, that it wasn't real. So all of those people like say that do drugs and they scratch their skin and say bugs, they absolutely are feeling bugs in their skin. They're not lying, they're, yeah, they may be on drugs, but they're not, they're not crazy like that, that they're feeling it. Like I see it in uh, people that I know, in groups that I'm associated with. Um, it's, it's very real and it's very horrifying because people don't even know that it's in their system and that it's changing them.
0: So, so Morgellons for a, a, quite a stretch, was was something that was mythical and was told as a, a conspiracy theory and a lie by the medical community. And that's what they were putting out in the world. So anybody that was looking for help with that word in their mouth, they would label as a nut,
1: right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep, exactly.
0: Okay, so it, what happened after that? Because you must have been in an even darker place.
1: Um. Uh, I will say for a while because it's... um. It's as much of a mental uh, parasite infection, bio, whatever you want to call it. You know, it is a bio weapon, but it's a parasitic infection. Uh, it's as much of a mental one as it is a physical one. So it um, it changes you. It it doesn't want you to survive. And I know this sounds so if. if sufferers of this know exactly what i'm talking about they know exactly what what i'm referring to and actually harold cults in his woodborough basis lecture touches on this a lot but uh, it's like we have a response or a, a reaction and uh for me when i was in a really dark place because it, it it just It didn't want you to survive. I don't know how else to say it. I say it It just didn't want me to. And um, it would want me to jump all the time off of a building. I lived, I used to go on the roof and like just hang out up there where I lived in Boston. And then afterwards, when I learned about that, it came from the chemtrails, I would be up there screaming at the chemtrails. And it would, I wouldn't go near the edge because I felt like it sooner or later was going to have me go over the edge. Like it was literally physically go over. It is uh, I can see why weaker people don't make it. And I don't mean that as an insult to anyone weaker. I just mean I, 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 I understand why they wouldn't make it.
0: And and there have been a lot of people now looking back in hindsight and doing the research that a lot of people didn't make it, correct?
1: hmm They're sick. I mean, there's some people who are, like, I mean, like, sick. Like, mentally sick physically sick uh Joni Mitchell for years has been really outspoken uh folk singer about about this and she talks about oh I just got goosebumps again she talks about um uh, waking up on her floor two days later uh after having episodes with it I mean this is a it alters our DNA it changes who we are it changes our immune system like it's It's an invasion of the body snatchers is what it is.
0: Now, where was the name coined? Was it coined outside of any official situation by a a victim of it? Or does anyone know the origins of Morgellons?
1: That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I know that it's on the patent for it. Um, Like there's a patent. It's U.S. Patent 6245531. And it's a U.S. patented mil. This is what it says: U.S. uh, patented military bioweapon with insect DNA ectosomes in humans.
0: Okay, and I want to go over some of the details. Okay, so you're you're literally you, and I've I've heard from someone else that has Morgellons that went through a similar thing, and then I did a little research on it, and then now I'm talking to you, and it's just so fascinating and terrifying all at once. Okay, so these fibers, from what you know what are they and and what exactly is the purpose in in this or what you suspect or what you found in your research what's the purpose of these fibers growing in your body and and what exactly was the process of you discovering them did you look at them under a microscope did you examine all this stuff because you were alone and it must have been terrifying but you you found strength enough to at least try to collect information can you tell me about that period
1: um, so at first I just started like just looking, I, I, uh, my thumbs, my thumbs, all of a sudden I would look and I would have like, like, it's almost like clear, but it's not quite straight. It has like little kinks in, in a couple of spots. Like it's once you know what it looks like when you see one, like I could see one on your shoulder. I would know exactly that it's a, it's one of those fibers because they're everywhere. So um but they would grow out of my thumb like I would just be doing something I would look and I would see this fiber in my thumb just moving um and then I have on video one time I was coughing and, and because no one would, so let me back up for a second, because nobody would believe me what I was speaking on and, and everybody was trying to discredit me, I started documenting everything. I have documentation for 10 years of what has come out of my body, what has changed in my body, uh, me coughing up a moving fiber. Um, so that's where I started discovering the fibers. A lot of what I was reading at the time was talking about black specks, like little black specks in your skin and stuff like that. I had that, but it was, the, the, it was I mean, I know my body. I, I started having, you know, things come out and move. So that was the premise for the fibers. The fibers are where there's something about them that they're actually attracted to our DNA. Like there's something in it. Like they'll, uh, if there's a fiber moving and you go within the vicinity of it, it gets excited and it tries to get to you. Um, I don't know the exact reason for them. I would assume that there's some kind of like a fiber optic or an antenna that would change something, a frequency or perception or, I mean, it's advanced technology.
0: Now, and I've heard this before too, they, they move. Mm -hmm. So what exactly, okay, you found, you were looking at your skin and you had seen an anomalous line, right? And then did you, did you pull it out?
1: It was out. It came. came. Wow. I have like, uh, I have videos. I have so many that I get out of my eyes and they're long fibers. Some are blue, some are red. Uh, Like they're, uh, they look like fiber optics. Like it's, 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 it is so bizarre. It is so mind boggling, even to me still today, because like, it's not what you would expect to come out of your body.
0: No, and you're pulling these things out of your body, and then you're trying to plead for help from doctors, and they're laughing basically in your face, telling Bobby. you you're crazy, which they've done to a lot of other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have evidence, you have these things that you pulled out of your body, and they're still saying, no, it's a delusion. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. happening then at, at that point? What happened?
1: I just got mad. I, 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 part of my language, I was like, fuck all you. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove my point. That's so what's the I next am. step?
0: Like how, no, no. I, I need to hear it. It's honest. It it's important. What um what was the next step? You must have felt completely lost.
1: Um I had to uh I had to start healing in some way because I was uh I lost 30 pounds in like two weeks. I was literally like uh gross skinny. And um I was not in a good place because no one believed me. So I was alone and it was a really scary situation. So I kind of had to get out of my own head. Like I was either literally like, uh, if I wanted to survive, I had to shift. I had to do something. Cause I wasn't, uh, I, I, I had made arrangements with my mom. If I died, like, I really didn't know if I was going to make it. Like I was really scared of what was happening with my body and no one was listening to me and I didn't know. So I had told her, you know, if this is what happens then do this, but, it wasn't what I wanted for an option. (laughs) Like I have a a goal in mind of what, where I'm going to be, what age, when I change realms. So, um, I just kind of, I'm a, I have tenacity tattooed on my arm. I'm an extremely tenacious person and I just kind of dug deep and I wanted to survive. So I started researching and everything said that if, uh, you want to like improve your health, there's a you know, that you want to do coffee enemas, it's your, it's your bowels that will actually tell you everything about your body. So I just started paying more attention. And then I started researching. And then from there, I didn't stop. And every time I discovered something, I got more and more mad. So I would say for a couple of years, I was pretty angry person. Like I, I went from being happy-go-lucky to sick to like pissed off that this had happened and that it, they were spraying it in the air every day that I was watching these chemtrails and I'm, and I'm seeing it and I'm knowing how I'm suffering and nobody cares. And my anger just kind of went through the roof. And then slowly I began to heal. And as I began to heal physically, I started to heal mentally as well. I mean, it's still always a work in progress. I don't, okay. I don't think I can purge it, but.
0: So it hits this horrible point. And Mm -hmm. your anger is what saves you because it pushes you forward to start doing some research, to start fighting every option you can to save yourself because the medical community is not helping you. Through that journey, and I don't know how many years it's been, when was the first time you discovered uh, the term Morgellons, someone else that had it? And perhaps when did you speak to another person that had the exact same symptoms and that they were also going through it?
1: 2014 i believe was probably the first time uh so two th- 2013 14 is probably when i discovered the term and then 2014 i believe is probably when i was like i'm telling the world literally i went on social media and i had my my KB visions account was originally set up for um my photography and then it switched over and um that's It's been what it is now ever since. So probably around there.
0: So when you first started coming out with it, was there any attempt, either covertly or overtly, to silence you?
1: Um, so I was harassed all the time on social media. I was told that I was crazy. Um, and then as I gained more knowledge and became more vocal, uh, when I lived in Boston, I had death threats. I had people send me pictures of the building that I live in. I had one person, I lived above a laundry mat. I had one person write me and tell me that they were putting chemicals in there. Um, I walked out my house one twice, actually, and had someone, once there was a car, like directly uh, across the street from where I was exiting and saying, oh, what a coincidence. And then another time there was a guy standing exactly at a gate. I lived in the city. So, you know, you go out a gate and you're on the main street. And uh there was a guy standing right outside the gate saying, oh, what a coincidence I see you right here at this time. It was like, come on. Coincidence means to go together. It means it coincides. It means that this is intentional. So I did receive. They didn't. Uh, whoever, whoever they are, did not like me speaking. And the fact that even though people were ridiculing what I was saying, they were still paying attention. Um, Other people with it, I found a couple of things. I learned from other people, but I also learned from other people that, uh, and again, this is not a disrespectful thing, but they're infected. You know, Morgans is an infection. So if they're not working on their mind, they're not actually always, so to say, in control of it. Um, And I found that I don't know what it is. It has something to do with the AI. But I found that when I was really sick, if I went to pages of people who were really sick, I felt, I felt ill afterwards. I didn't feel good, so I stopped going to them and I just kind of did my own work and trusted in myself. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
2: There are those who say that this quiet town holds many secrets. Legend has it that beneath this very tower, a dark force had its eyes set on the children. We were told that what was going on there was for the benefit of humanity.
0: What would you say to the people who say, well, all these children were kidnapped and murdered and you were a part of it, what would you tell them?
2: I did approve of it, but there was nothing I could do about it. They wanted a large number of programmed boys to be used for mind control operations. And there are others who say it's still happening to this day. I
1: don't know, I for myself find it a little suspicious that all the evidence has been conveniently destroyed.
2: Let's put it this way. If you're sitting there with 20 guns pointed at you, what are you going to do?
0: Whatever the hell they want! Watch Montauk Chronicles now for free on Tubi, Plex, Roku and available for download on Amazon and Apple TV.
1: This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones, to the mysteries we will examine.
0: you know the thing is it's like we're so conditioned to have everything essentially in black and white on any terms and so as you're discovering how to build strength it's infinitely more complicated correct like you know everything you're finding is is so off track of what we were all conditioned and ways of conditioning to think to to even uh hypothesize or or solve problems or anything like that these problems are really complex especially if and it is you know Morgellons is this bioweapon obviously we were all affected by one not too long ago and uh and still are and Morgellons is a bioweapon okay so since you found out that this is a bioweapon has there any has anyone including yourself found any more information as to its origins as to who set it out on us uh and and do all of us have this? Is it dormant inside of most people?
1: Yeah, the infection rate is, from all reports, 100%. It would be almost impossible uh, not for everybody to have it. It's sprayed in the air. It, 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 your animals have it. I mean, it's on everything. It's that extra dust in your house that everybody's seeing. It's those dust bunnies, those little dust bunnies that roll around most people's houses that they're just starting to notice in the last few years. That's technology. That those right there are receivers. They're, that is technology. And as crazy as it sounds, I don't care. I did my homework. I know what it is. It's everywhere. They release smart dust in the air. They can smart dust, they can program smart dust for somebody's DNA specifically. Like to target someone. This is this is this is this is way advanced technology and it is everywhere. So it's uh usually the body that's rejecting it is the one that suffers. Not the one a lot of people are just incorporated in. I do have a theory on its connection to the latest bi- bio-weapon. I believe it's a prerequisite for it.
0: Is ultimately to put it so simply their goal is control, mind control, controlling yeah. people, uh can may perhaps even controlling the population, reducing it.
1: Transhumanism.
0: Uh, okay. So they're t- they're also looking to transform people into something else.
1: Mhm. Mm -hmm. What is
0: it like, you know, I mean, in reference to Star Trek, is it like a Borg type society where everything is in unison, everybody thinks the same, we're completely changed, we're no longer human? And we're getting into some elaborate stuff right now. But okay, I just before we do, because I want to, that's the purpose in this is to open the mind to other possibilities. It's the only way you're going to understand this stuff. Um, Was it confirmed... And and more uh, was the med- was there any pressure on the medical community to now consider this as a real ailment and how did those tides shift?
1: Uh, there was a few years back they there was pressure on the CDC and they were going to start investigating it. Um, I literally stopped paying attention to the medical industry when I when I learned how fraudulent it is and how uh, it's uh, it's designed to harm. You know, so I stopped putting my energy there and focusing more on you know ways to heal on my own or through learning through other people, of course um who've been down different roads but they they shifted it, but it's not like I couldn't go into a doctor and say, "Hey, I have more gallons. How can you treat me they're not They're most likely not going to, and it keeps a lot of us away from doctors because they don't want to deal um for example uh if we have random cuts or scabs uh, that pop up. That can pop up on the skin. Uh, people have open sores. They literally have holes in their skin. Some people, uh, it's bad. Uh, tooth uh, problems with your teeth is huge with uh, Morgellons. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, bowels uh, having problems with um, digestion and stuff is a is a huge problem. Um, so it's a full body attack. But if I went into a doctor and I had say one of those little cuts on my arm and they heal like plastic. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't heal like a normal scab like when I was a kid and got a cut. It's not even close to that. It, it's, it gets really hard. It, it's like a plastic. Um, It's totally different. It's like we're changed in some way.
0: And see. Okay. So here's something that's interesting. So obviously official government, medical community, all that stuff is, even remotely or even unbeknownst to the individual, because it's compartmentalized, is in on it. So if they accept it, that's also part of the ruse as well, because maybe they're inviting you back now to inject you with some you know, paraded uh, solution to all of this, and it could make things worse. Would you even trust the medical community at this point if they say, yeah, Magellan's is real, come in, we have a shot for you? No.
1: No, they did it. Why would I trust the ones who hurt me?
0: Exactly. So number one, the message would be, no matter what they say at this point or confirm, they're not to be trusted because these are the people who did it, or at least they're higher ups that control these people. Second, um, you have found ways to, find, to, to bring relief to the symptoms. And I think that's really important that we talk about that. And I do want to get into the deeper roots and ideas and theories behind what what the purpose is in all of this and I guess some existential stuff that some people might not be aware of but what have you done to relieve the symptoms of this this horrible ailment
1: um, I, I would recommend for anyone is uh, and, and I really mean this is to trust your intuition if you're truly you in there you'll you'll figure it out it's like you kind of have a knowing um, so I just started trusting my intuition, and I had, and like I said, I had a background in skincare. So I just started like thinking, like what what would help me? What's what's my problems? What are my ailments? So I will say that uh, the biggest pivotal point in in my life and in, in being able to heal was a coffee enema. Um, it changed everything. It allowed me to have energy. It purged the mucoid that was uh, controlling, I guess, in a way because it's a parasite, right, in your intestine. So that's what it does. Um, and then baths are a huge asset. Uh, bath, we have wetware on our skin. It's literally uh, basically a biofilm. Um, if you, Um I don't know for the listeners, uh, a biofilm more or less is a conglomerate of bacteria that have created a super film. So it's like when you take an antibiotic, it only affects a couple of top layers, but it doesn't get into the to the real problem of anything and it's because it got smarter and it was able to form its own thing in fact totally nerd moment but a bacteria speaks to each other in a thing called quorum sensing it's a color coding and the bacteria is actually able to create a new color coding i have videos of me flashing colors when i was really sick or things that came out of my body literally flashing colors so it's there's some presence of something uh, that's there that needs to come out, if that makes sense.
0: It does. So, and and this is you know speculation, but it, it seems pretty obvious that, obviously, you know this was invented somewhere. It w- all of its symptoms were probably designed, uh, and they knew that if it was put on the populace, people would start complaining about the symptoms, and they also knew what how they were going to handle it by claiming people are crazy because the symptoms are so elaborate yeah. and so akin to science fiction body horror movies as they call it you know it's a genre like a lot of david cronenberg stuff uh where these anomalous you know really uh elaborate uh weird things are happening to the body that we've only seen in science fiction films you know mm-hmm. you would. You would see this in a, this is like a creep show episode, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is creepy.
0: Yeah. And so you have these fibers that are growing underneath the skin and they move. And you, I get
1: cuts, I get long cuts, like all of a sudden, like on my arm or my leg or somewhere on my body, I'll have like a seven inch, like, um, like I got scratched by a little baby fingernail and it's like healing, but they just appear exactly like that.
0: Right. I mean, like, I would write this in a horror story. I mean, I, you know, I wrote um, a a screenplay, yeah, called In Ink by Andromeda the Great. And it is this story with these very strong characters who are pleading for help, and they've been disgraced. And, you know, the rest of it is this semi-paranoid fantasy that just about everything that you might think is fantasy is real. And I want to get into that. So we've confirmed that there is this Bioweapon that's being used. And it's really strange. It's kind of like the weirdest, grossest science fiction films we've seen, but it's real. And it can be proven yeah. to be real mm-hmm. and ha- and has been, even though that community is probably still not confirming it 100%. No.
1: But I do believe, I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but oh, I no, do believe ahead. a lot of people um, have active uh, Morgellons, but don't know about it. So if they're having, say, IBS, there's a really good possibility there's a rope worm that's connected to more gallons and it doesn't show up on any medical test. I mean, zero medical test. Um, so th- like uh hair loss or do you know what I mean? Or like there's different sure. things going on with their body. memory loss. Uh, there's a lot of associations to Lyme disease and this. So, um, you know, energy levels. There's a lot of other things that I, I do believe that more people actually have symptoms, but don't know of it. So they're endlessly searching with the medical field for some answer that they're never going to find.
0: Right. And Lyme disease was also a bioweapon designed at Plum Island. Was Morgellons perhaps designed at Plum Island or Montauk? Because they are right near each other, by the way, both Plum Island and Montauk are sight away. Um- it
1: may have been. I mean, it very well may have been. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, right at the moment, I cannot... My I told you, I really believe they're messing with my memory again, which is kind of annoying. That's okay. Um,
0: we'll stay on track and we'll make sure we get everything in here.
1: Yeah, drives me crazy. But, um, you know, they, they go back. They do go back and they say it was first reported in the early 2000s that it's a condition. Um, but I, I, I think it's been around a lot longer than that. So there definitely could be a connection.
0: Yeah, well, it seems with the same intention and... Um you know, it makes you think even recent reports of malaria, you know, with mosquitoes and anything else they're deciding to put out there. Okay. You know, and again, obviously intensely frustrating, infuriating that these things have even happened. You learn about mind control programs. You learn about government programs where people were kidnapped and murdered and all of these things are confirmed and you still have a portion of the populace who are that insanely stupid and ignorant that they cannot even dare do a minute of research and find out that these things are real um it's scary but there is is. proof of all of this and so that is more than enough the things that you can prove okay Mm -hmm. are more than enough to at least consider this to be real and also never trust the so-called governments of the world because these are the people that are doing it
1: exactly i don't know why people aren't outraged i mean the reality is is the air the food and the water has all been weaponized we have been weaponized and nobody cares it's well i shouldn't say nobody but doesn't seem like a lot of people care. They don't, they don't care that everyone's dying earlier. They don't care that everybody's sick. They don't care that cancer is one out of two with women and one out of three with men. And uh, like they just, It's just like, like this odd acceptance of their fate. And, and it pisses me off. Because right. Well,
0: well here's, that, a, here's a good question. Do you think that the lack of care is a symptom of whatever else they're putting out there?
1: Um, I'm mixed. So I feel like, uh, yes, that the lithium that they spray in the air does a wonderful job. And the poison that they put in the food and the fluoride in the water is working. It's working. And then I have my other feelings that not everybody has a spirit, that I don't believe we're all the same. I believe that we look the same, but I do not believe that we're all the same on the inside.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I a lot of people walk around every day and you meet people that how could they be human, right? Like mm-hmm. I, you know, you I have depth in my personality. If someone is kind, I'm not going to treat them bad. I'll be cautious because you have to be cautious of anybody you don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
0: but I'm not just going to outright treat anybody bad. And you wonder sometimes you meet personalities that are just like they're one dimensional. They're they're right out of a video game or a movie. It's like someone could have written you. It's an empty villain, a background mm-hmm. character, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a lot to uh, sort out here. (laughs) All right, so I just I want to I do want to offer as many specific and detailed positives as possible. All right, Mm -hmm. so we've been you know I've been learning so much about your story, how it led into the description of the ailment, and I really do want to get into as many natural solutions that you've come up with over time that would help people in general, but First, if we can, just a little more history of Morgellons. I know you you had done some research and and found where where the definition came from, and you know who may have coined it, and and maybe I've some found, of its origins.
1: Yeah, I found I found this interesting one. It says the origins of Morgellons. It's uh, October thirtieth, two thousand nine, and it's on WordPress. It says nanomaterials and cloning. Uh, Boculovirus expressions are designed to clone themselves by definition. Just doing research on, uh, it's B-A-C-U-L-O-V-I-R-U-S and cloning um, on freepatentsonline.com. It says, I have seen repeatedly in human and other samples where Morgellon starts with what is known as a, quote, empty carbon cell. In conjunction with unidentified white fuzzy fungal growth similar to psyllium with white, red, and blue. Hyphae? I'm sorry, I mangle words. It's H Y P H A E. This is a cultured human sample below. And so they had a picture. It says, uh, the below is uh, from a fungus gnat eggs that were harvested from an adult in my house. Um, the empty carbon cells, AKA fullerenes, then process into the creation of the sphere capsids as, and they're showing again pictures that's landed in someone's yard. So they're showing how that it's, uh, it's a fungus that it's growing fibers um, that it's basically mimicking and, and reduplicating a cell, but in a different way because it has the bug gene in there now. It's wow. like the fly. It's horrifying. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, part of the healing. Um, I don't believe anyone will be able. I, I don't. I don't think I can purge it. I think I. W- I think I would be in denial if I told myself that I could get it out of my body, I don't know how to get it out. It changed my DNA. It changed me. I don't, I don't know how to get it out. I breathe it in every day. It's in everything and on everything. How could I possibly purge it? But I can, uh, do things that keep it at bay and keep it at check. And I had to literally pivot everything in my life to, uh, to, to live a life that I wanted to. Um, I gave up meat. That was one of the first things it said. Um, and, uh, and then, um, sugar. I used to love eating candy. I gave up all sugar. I switched what I was eating. I started uh, literally going, I drank tons of, uh, neem. I got neem powder and I would put it in stuff. It was gross, but it helped in the digestive. I worked with witches and warlocks to give me tinctures. They would make certain ones and I would put them in my food. Um, one of them was how I got the colors out of me. I know it sounds crazy, but I, I'll happy to send you the videos. Um, Baths are huge, um, but the attitude is literally I, I cannot over explain how important one's mindset is in defeating this. so for me, a huge part of my healing was paying attention to my diet. It was you know focusing on what I had to get rid of in my system and what I had to bring in. I mean I literally changed all of the fillings in my mouth from the amalgam into well, I didn't know it at the time, which is now nanotech, but that's a whole digression um but I changed everything because I, I, I wanted to get out whatever I could get out of it. But the biggest thing that helped me heal was my mindset because it is such a mental thing as much as it is physical. And for me, I would... Uh, I would do lip sync videos. That's what made me happy. That's what brought me up and made me feel better. And I just would, every time I would feel better, then I would get up and do something. And I would do my lip sync videos and I would get up and I would do something. And that was literally as much as it was anything, eating, baths, all of that. um, It's great, but you won't heal unless you heal your mind along with it because it does take you over or it's trying to. It's an invasion.
0: So as, as much as you could, finding things that nourish you clean eating good sleep but also stimulating the mind and soul the things that you finding love
1: joy.
0: um uplifting your 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 spirit your intellect your soul thing. yeah mm-hmm. joy a lot of people don't realize this and i think there's so much in culture that just assaults that and pushes them in a different direction especially with and again you know I've experienced these things myself just as a using myself as an own my own experiment to see how i would feel and i'm telling you like a lot of these this barrage on these apps and things like that they're really designed to make you dumb they're really designed to make mm-hmm. you miserable a lot of these things are um and so to avoid that and seek stimulation and like the thing is you i think you also have to be really careful because you might lash out online about some of this stuff and that's just adding to the negativity. So like what you do is that you're observing things with a bright light. That's the way I see it. And yeah. And so you're bringing a brighter light in. That's the only way I think in that sense to combat it, but it's happening to us. It's happening to the whole world. Why do you think it is that some people a, a good portion of the population won't simply just won't acknowledge it. It's like they're trained to even point their finger at like an in invasion of the body mm-hmm. snatchers, you know, when they found a regular human, they would point and yep. scream. That's how it's been in the last few years at least.
1: It really has. I mean, you know, uh to in reference to the sci-fi, right? I didn't I didn't watch them, but when I started watching them, uh it all made sense to me. It was like I watched it I uh, I got what the message was, and then all of a sudden the universe was like here, take all of this information too, put it with it and figure it out. Like, um, so I-, I think there's more going on than than exactly what you're saying than people want to uh admit or even see. Or perhaps again to loop back around to before, maybe they're not us. You know, in what was it in um uh Oh, what is the name of it? Extinction? I think the movie was Extinction. And there was, there was a scene right. in that. Sorry, it's a spoiler alert for anyone listening. And there's a scene in there. And the quote unquote alien says to the quote unquote human, you don't know who you are or what you are. And at that moment, my jaw literally hit the floor. And I was like, shit, we don't. I mean, if everything in our life has been a lie, where we came from, where we are, i mean literally everything, right? Then isn't everything else a lie too?
0: That i think is what's most terrifying for everybody. You know, i had a i guess what you would call a paradigm shift some years ago when i was deep into the montauk project stuff and i it disturbed me. It really You know, and I had to reel myself back even to, and that's okay to reel yourself back because you do have also this particular life you're living. You know, the things you enjoy, like you particularly going to the beach and all this stuff. And it's like, we all have things we love. We love books, movies, relationships, uh, family. Hey, that's just as real. Enjoy that stuff. And so I think there's so many complex counter- Uh, 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 problems with this, because if you get deep into conspiracy stuff and then you start to get angry and upset and dark all day, hey, that's working in their favor as well. And they might even be aware of it because they think on a much higher level than most people. They're always thinking about deception and they're thinking about triple crosses, quadruple crosses, ways we don't think.
1: But it's like I can see it. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to... uh there's sometimes I don't have words and I'm very good analytically with words. Sometimes I don't have words to explain things, but it's like, uh, I can see it. Like I know how it's working or why, or, um, uh, like I know that people can heal by doing certain things. Right. But it's like, I can see their deception. Is that.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, it's so complicated that it's almost impossible to fully articulate in our current Mm -hmm. language. So seeing it, the way you're describing is the only way to really truly understand it. But I think you planting the seed that there is deception in the way you are showing information is, is you dropping that stone, proverbial stone, so, so that creates a ripple effect and allows the person to think for themselves because for, for the most part, that's, what's most important that they take that, that grain and it grows, you know, that seed, it begins mm-hmm. to grow.
1: Mm-hmm. I never want anyone to, I, you, you don't have to agree with me and you don't have to, you know what I mean? All I ask is you just listen. That's it. Just, just listen.
0: Sure. And to be aware too, you know, there's so much evidence to support the things you're saying.
1: Yes, there is, but I don't, um, there's a lot of people out there that say like, well, this is the truth. Well, this is my truth. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is my truth. This is the reality that I'm faced with because of what's going on. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that say what's going on. And, and to your point, like they're, they're, it's doom and gloom. I never look at the world like that. Even when I was sick, I knew I still, even when something else didn't want me to be here, I knew that I wanted to be. Do you know what I mean? Like I I, um, I never I never lost that part of me. And I know it's what saved me. And I know for uh, the people who've been rocking with me for a long time and just listening to what I have to say, um, there's a couple of things that really touch my soul as far as like for what I give, I, I don't really expect anything back. I just hope that everybody lives a healthy life, you know, that they can get healthy and, and learn. Um, but when people tell me that I literally open their eyes and I help them change their whole world. That is such a beautiful thing. And the other is, is when I get told that um, I'm such a beautiful light that I don't, I don't approach this like poor me or this happened or in a lot of ways, as crazy as it sounds and uh, maybe it doesn't. But, you know, they say when you go through something that it, it makes you stronger. Well, I'll tell you right now, there's nothing that can defeat me. You know, I came through something that was designed to take me down, literally take me down, and it didn't win, I did.
0: And and declaring that, too, in itself is an affirmation, correct? Yes. And, you know, reminding yourself every day that they this can't stop you.
1: So I have a mantra. Uh, sorry, I have a mantra that I've been saying while I've been healing and this whole time since I got this. And I say out loud all the time, you've never won with me and you never will. And I just say it all the time, and it's the truth. I don't know how many lifetimes I've been here, but this can't be the first one.
0: No, I, I think that's wonderful. Um, what I was going to say was I heard a while back someone say there are more of us than there are of them. Do you believe that's true?
1: Um, I believe that there are a lot of real souls here, and I believe that we're scattered everywhere so that we don't come together. Like when I moved to the section of Florida that I'm in now, and I started meeting all these like minded people. And we would have the same conversation. How did we all end up here? How, how, how? Because back in Boston, there was no way I would come across people I could actually have a conversation with about anything other than sports and fricking Tom Brady, right? So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, though. Like, well, well he's
0: here right now.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a whole form of mind control. But, um, but here, like, I meet people and they're like-minded and and. So there was a, some type of gravitational pull, like some pull that brought us all here. So I do, or I am starting to see um, that there are a lot of us and that, that we're connecting. And but I don't even know, like how many. I think they lie about everything. So you know, it's like um, say on social media. Why is the pond that I swim in on social media so small when social media is so big? Do you know what I mean? Like for the longest time, I only see the same group of people over and over again in the same accounts over and over again. It's not like I'm being privy to all these other ones out there. So why is my pawn so little and others are so big? Do you know what I that's mean? That's an
0: algor- algorithm keeping it that way. A hundred percent. That's exactly what it is.
1: So my perception of what the world, you know what I mean? So our perceptions of the world are very varied now because of what we're being fed or told or... Um, it's I don't know it gets really complicated but yeah I think there's a lot of good people but I don't know how many I don't you know
0: if I were to bookend this with a, a decent summary of what's going on and I want to hear it obviously in your words at some point in the 20th century or was it even before that or, or or is our entire history a lie like I just want to I want to go back in the timeline and if we can summarize it obviously we'd be here all year telling the story. But if there's a way to tell it in 10 minutes or so.
1: It's all a lie. Okay. Everything I've learned is all a lie. There's an old Egyptian wisdom keeper who grew up around all the pyramids. And he's like, you don't even know what they're for. And he's like, you naturally are supposed to have 365 senses. We have five. Where's the rest of them?
0: Well, they've been described in fiction Mm -hmm. since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know.
1: Where did they go for us? What did they do?
0: Maybe they're being dulled.
1: They put something, yeah. I mean, that would be a uh, black mirror when they put the chip in the head, right? And the little kid couldn't see things.
0: Well, they're trying to do that now. Uh, Neuralink and variations of, it's going to happen. Neuralink's already been
1: connected. Uh, uh, four years ago, Elon Musk said that he was going to, he had already connected the brain um, computer connection. He just needed to fix the bandwidth. Wow. That's why you think it and it shows up.
0: All right. So talking about science fiction for a second, obviously, you know, an incredible movie in 2000 was The Matrix. Yeah. And, you know, previous to that, there was Dark City. There was um, uh, They Live. Mm -hmm. All kind of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, all variations of very similar subject matter. But I would say Dark City and The Matrix were close, you know, in, in what they were saying. And essentially, it's the population thinks the world is one way, but really behind the scenes and behind the curtain, there is another force, perhaps alien, perhaps computer, perhaps both, completely manipulating our reality. You know, the Truman Show touched on this too, but, you know, so all all in this fiction, they're letting us see what's going on for some reason. And that movie you know, that movie changed cinema, the matrix. I mean, like there have been variations throughout cinema history of that, but that changed things. And I wonder, and even the makers of it completely transformed both of them. Um, What, how do you feel about that movie and the story behind that? Is that essentially what's going on? Or is that some kind of prediction of our future? Because once Neuralink is truly hooked up in people's brains or they install some kind of a like chip, then we're going to be in a complete and total virtual environment. The VR helmets of right now will be obsolete. Mm-hmm. And you won't be able to tell the damn difference between what's going on in the VR world that's being programmed into your brain and this one that we're sitting in right now. There won't be a
1: difference. It's like the Russian dolls. I don't know where we are. You know what I mean? At one time, I thought I knew exactly where I was. Ah, I don't know anymore. Like, I, I really don't know.
0: So you're questioning our reality as we know it, as some great minds have, they've said, you know, this is a, some kind of construct we're in right now. This might not even be real.
1: Like, I I don't know. I mean, did we get, like at one time it felt real. It doesn't feel real anymore. I feel like I got duped and I'm in some something that I never used to be in where people are mean and they're cold and like, it just doesn't feel, I don't, I don't know where we are, to be honest. I wish I had that answer. And one of my friends, uh, Years ago, one of our very first conversations, and it's those deep, deep conversations. And I had said to him, "Don't ever tell me that I'm in a computer." And I kind of knew at the time when I said it why I was saying it. But you know, uh, there's a really good episode on Stargate One of the Aurora, and they're in sleep stasis pods, and they don't even know they're in the pods. They have to enter the system to tell them that they're in the pods.
0: That's amazing. I mean, look, yeah, you—we're certainly living in the bizarro world, um, because I, you know, I mean, I'm in my forties. And I got to see transition of art, music, and movies felt completely different than it does now. And whereas you have, at least in the US, the president of the United States decides to interview a musical artist with a song called WAP in front of the whole world. And hey, she can make anything she wants. I encourage it. Make stuff racy, crazy music. I don't care. But that shouldn't be... With all of the talent and all of the stimulation that could be brought in front of the nation and the world, you bring that in front of the world to have a conversation. And that's my issue
1: with it. It's like the demons are running amok and nobody sees them. (laughs) I see them. I don't know why anyone else don't see them or the majority. Like it's happening right there every day.
0: Well, see, the issue is everybody, a, a lot of people did see it and they wanted to question. And during that time. As you remember, a very short time ago, the zeitgeist was, you're going to get your ass canceled if you dare speak against anything.
1: Then that's when you should speak up. The, the, those are constraints. Those are things that you, there's always a way to get a message out. There's always a way. I don't care if you're going to be a tongue crier. There's always a way to say something, but it's the control that always holds us back. So the threats on canceling, or I've had my, my accounts hijacked multiple times. Do you know what I mean? Like shut down. And I don't care. I'm going to keep saying what I want to say you do you, I'm going to do me, not you, but them, them, you. <laughs> so. I,
0: no, but I understand. And I agree. I mean, I'm the same way too. I'm very cautious about what I say online. Cause I know everything is a monitor, mm-hmm. um, but I have nothing outside of just raising questions. Yeah. The same questions that should be on any sound mind going through what we went through. <laughs> so Ultimately, what I'm getting at is you do believe that the last three years were part of a major conspiracy, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, look what it did to people. Look what it did to society. Look at how many people are programmed to say the same damn thing. Be safe. From what? From what? Everybody says it. Every store you go to, everybody you encounter, be safe. I should put it by in reverse speech and see what it actually means. <laughs> but you know what I mean like that those are I programs do. and that's just a small example of 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 what this running psychological warfare has done
0: Yeah and it, and it's been embedded pretty deep Aside in a lot from of people physical. yeah So what okay so do you feel that the pendulum's going to swing in the other direction do you feel that there are People and forces out there that will work against this thing
1: I know I know heaven on earth's coming, I know we win, I know we do for me, I'm not here for just to share a story there I have an impact, I have a way to change things, and everybody here who's who is of a real spirit right, who is of source is here for the exact same thing, and we didn't come here to lose it's not our battle to lose, and even if you go by Max Spears. Uh, he says that we want, It just has to play out. I've always known that heaven on earth is coming and that we'll live in bliss.
0: I agree. I mean, if you could describe heaven on earth, can you? In short,
1: it's just just this, this just this love, just this appreciation. Uh, well, Mama eyes are filling up. Um, it's just this appreciation and love of of people and life of of things and and not of material things. It's just. It's just seeing the joy and the wonder all around you every day and just appreciating being part of it.
0: And just imagine if most people felt that inside, regardless of any daily hardships in their life, how everything would change. There's way too much animosity, hate, division right now. And that is all encouraged by your leaders, by the way. And we have it all on record. Open your eyes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way?
1: hmm Yep. Uh, They're just going to see, they're going to feel, but I'm not expecting everybody to, you know, I, I, I'm expecting there to be uh, a good portion, but I'm not expecting, uh, everybody, but I believe that sometimes you lead by example.
0: I agree. And I, I do think a lot of the problem right now is that there aren't any real leaders, uh, in front of the world and again if you had good leaders right now in the world don't you dare tell me any of these people are good at what they do we wouldn't have these problems and it seems like there're new problems every week every day and it just keeps getting worse would you allow your home or your business to be ran that way i i would fire everyone on the spot and that's what we need to do every every person no matter how nefarious they are cuz i know they're attached to conspiracies we need to get rid of them they need to go we need to fire them and we need to fix things it could be fixed see that's the thing i agree with you completely it, it can be fixed it will be fixed but you can't just sit around complacently hoping or just not caring whether yeah. it's fixed or not
1: no yeah. and the caring for me it goes beyond like say say somebody has cancer right the caring isn't caring for the person it's caring to find out why so many people have it do you know what i mean like what do we need to change to create a better it doesn't work saying True. I hate cancer. Well, what good does that do?
0: Well, lifestyle changes would be a huge factor in that, in a whole variety of ways. And One thing I worry about, and I wanted to hear your perspective on this before we go, is um, you know, as many lifestyles you can change, you lifestyle actions you can make different like food, rest, um, happiness outside of technology. If you're around tech a lot, is that really working on you? You know, cause I have to work around computers a lot.
1: Uh, absolutely. I
0: wonder. Okay.
1: Yeah, they all have is to-
0: there any solution to that? Is there any way to uh, combat yeah.
1: that? There, there are ways to combat it. Um, if you're on a computer, a lot of the times you want to get a yellow light bulb and actually kind of aim it at the computer. You can wear colored, um, tinted sunglasses, um, it helps with the flashing because the, the screens flash too, um, but it helps with that. It helps with the colors, helps with our eyes. Um, you can uh, get plants. There's plants that absorb radiation. Those are great to have around. Um, so there are things that you can do.
0: Welcome back to Off to the Witch, I'm your host Christopher Garitano and I want to thank you for joining the conversation tonight. We had a bit of a technical glitch when recording the final moments of the interview and only lost a minute of KB's last question. I asked her my normal final question of what she would take with her when she leaves this physical existence and her answer was consistent with many others in that she would take her memories, beautiful and otherwise, to remain herself in this journey going forward. I believe in the good fight. Keep your eyes and your mind open, as evil does exist, and sometimes in the form of politicians and government who claim to care. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.